always want it back. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't the this isn't the oh what happened story. This is the this happened and I'm upset about it. <laughs> That's like you with the El Pollo Loco nachos, honey. Oh yeah, yeah. We don't got chips. Got a call back. They they took away the nachos and Cash got really upset. Oh, they took like three, away the nachos where you are. We have we they, took the nachos. Yeah. Uh, I, that's actually Lori. Those are the reincarnations of the nachos. Um. The first nachos had a very different type of cheese and texture altogether. And when they did take them away, it was two in the morning when I found out and I stayed up for two hours talking to the Facebook representative about why it was taken away. <laughs> he didn't receive a, a satisfactory answer though. At all. Oh, Not that I have any hang ups about it or anything, but mm. <laughs> Oh man, that's too funny. <laughs> I want answers. Um, it's funny because today's story involves a Taco Bell. I know that's not El Pollo Loco, but it's it's, it's damn the close. rival. It's the rival. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> it, it's basically like we were like talking about the story of Cinderella and you were like, That's so funny because today's story is about <laughs> Baba Yaga. And it's like, what? <laughs> what we're on limited point? time because I have once again in honor of 420, ingested an edible. <laughs> so, and th- it was really a tasty gummy this time. So, I'm, soon I'm going to have to, I'm going to be compelled to ingest another. So, our time is precious. Okay. <laughs> Happy 420, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Maria. Uh, okay (laughs) it's gonna be my laugh from now on let's all just let's all just tim curry laugh for this entire thing (laughs) (laughs) okay it's it's his birthday isn't it oh is it is it 420 is his birthday or was it oh maybe it was yesterday are you are you thinking of adolf hitler That's four twenty. Oh, it's that's four twenty. Yeah, I do get Adolf Hitler and Tim Curry confused. So you have found my weakness. (laughs) Same hair. Yeah. One of them is totally innocent, and the other one was in uh, Stephen King's It. I'm kidding. Yesterday. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yesterday, the nineteenth. That's his birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Tim Curry! We love you. Yeah. Oh. Was I sexually confused after watching Wacky Horror Picture Show? That was a that was a weird movie to watch as a teenager when you're like, "Am I gay?" Well, I like Tim Curry. Am I even gayer or am I straight now? What? What's the difference? <laughs> I've never seen that movie. <gasps> Once again, you've never seen Rocky Horror Picture Show. You never seen Rocky Horror Picture Show? Nope. We're gonna have to fix that soon. Yeah, soon. Oh. When the world is back, we'll go to the show. Cool. I'm just. I'm just going to say, based off how you're talking, the clock has started and it, <laughs> it's ticking. <laughs> you never seen Rocky Horror Picture? Oh, okay. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Everybody stay cool for now. Yeah. Thank okay. you. All right, guys, for listening. This is funny. Oh, my God. What? Sorry. What did I do? Now, now you're doing the intro. I thought we were just gonna oh, we're just getting started. I can edit. Well, I don't know who's gonna. No, go ahead. Go for it. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening <laughs> to the Bloody Podcast. My name is Lloyd Ronkamp. I'm joined by uh, my co-host Maria Felix hey. and Cash Abdumalik. Hey, y'all! Welcome to Bloody Podcast. <laughs> so today. We're talking about the murder of Adrian Reynolds. Oh. Adrian Reynolds was murdered at the age of 16 in 2005 by two of her classmates. This was also the age I was 16. So this is exciting. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. I would also like to say that I was warned ahead of time that I shouldn't say anything untoward because the girls in this are 16. But the reenactors... Oh, God. We're very attractive. <laughs> yeah, you think oh, so? You think so? Yes. That's really nice. I was like, this is the start of a really hot lesbian film. 
you know, like uh, Lost and Delirious. It's just like this is this could get sexy. Is that a film? Yeah. Oh. Or Bound. Ba- oh. Bound. Oh. Oh. Bound, dude. Jesus Christ. I saw Bound at the three dollar theater, oh. and I I paid fifteen dollars because I watched that movie a lot. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, <laughs> this is sexy. Who's in it? Oh, uh, Gina Gershon. Jennifer Tilly. Oh. Jennifer Tilly, they get oh, they get into a hot and steamy romantic but, tip. Uh, oh, Jennifer Tilly. A butch Gina Gershon, which is the best Gina Gershon. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it's pretty fucking oh, awesome. There's a scene, yeah. there's a couple of scenes in that movie where I like I was just like, Oh my god, everything <laughs> this is the best fucking thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, I could talk about that movie for days. And it, it would, wouldn't really be yeah. talking. It would just be me and Cash sitting in silence going, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't know. I haven't seen it. You, if you I saw could, it, you would join in. I could join in on the yes. Yeah. I'd watch it. You all stand outside like King of the Hill. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. Oh. Okay. So hot. Well, these girls are not Gina Gershon and Jennifer Tilly. No. No. They- <laughs> and they were 16. But today, one of them is around 32. So I don't know. Laura, you were also 16 at the time. So yeah. I guess if you pretend to be 16 for the rest of the podcast, you can say whatever you want, you pervert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I will, I will say that uh, if I was at the time when I was 16, I I was still very much naive about who I was. So I don't necessarily know if I would find, if I would find her any uh, Sarah attractive, but I definitely would have been like, she's my best friend. So <laughs> that's. Ah, yes. You would have been the Adrian in this situation. Yeah. yeah. I would, but I would have been the Adrian that doesn't do anything. And just, I would have been the fourth person in the car. That's just like, I'm just glad we're together and we're hanging out. <laughs> okay. Well, let's, let's get to it. <laughs> Let's talk about Adrian first. Adrian was born September 12th, 1988, and was originally from Kilgore, Texas. I think that's a really cool name. That is. Kilgore? Yeah. That's the coolest. Uh, She grew up mostly with her grandmother, Beverly. Uh, Her family said that she was a shy girl at first and tended to be quiet, but became talkative, bubbly, and happy once you got to know her. In 2004, she moved to live. She moved in with her dad Tony and her stepmother Joanne to East Moline, Illinois. Adrian was known for her love of singing, and she wanted to try out for American Idol. Oh, yeah. She also had dreams of joining the Marines and learning a trade that involved artistry, possibly specializing in car designs. And she was overall pretty optimistic about life. Okay. But she didn't like school. By the time that she moved she to her dad's house, she didn't have any high school credits. So in order to move forward with her own dreams, she enrolled at the Black Hawk College Outreach Center in order to earn her GED. Her dad was all like, sweetie, you got to go to school. That's Tony from... Tony Danza from Who's the Boss. Oh, I'm I imagining see. that's her dad. Also, I will say in the in the... <laughs> one that you recommended uh the this kid sometimes mumble black hawk so i was technically like what's the name of that school what's going on <laughs> yeah. we went to black hawk black hawk high school black hawk black hawk black cock high school yeah i think i've seen that i think i've seen it that one named, yeah it yeah. was named after the one black guy who went to this high school the <laughs> guy <laughs> We love you, cock. <laughs> Goodbye, y'all. So the Outreach Center offered vocational and adult education. One of the programs there is what many of us like to call the Bad Kids School. Because <laughs> it's where you go if you are at risk of dropping out or truancy in a normal high school. Whatever. I mean, no shame. I was at a bad kids school. I graduated from what was technically a bad kids school. So, Ooh. yeah, but you were the top of the pops. What? You were the top of the pops, though. I mean, everybody in my school was pretty smart. There you I, go. I think that that <laughs> is a problem. Is that, and I think we'll see it here. Is that well, one of the things that frustrates me is that they're like, oh yeah, she just was like, she just was angry for no reason. It's like, okay, yeah, there's a reason. Like, there's always a reason. Yeah. 
And, you know, these people, I love the stepdad who's just like, I don't know why she was upset with me. Okay, great. Awesome. Yeah, the parents of of Sarah um, are pretty, like, quiet about the whole Mm -hmm. thing. Understandably so. Yeah. The reenactment show that we saw for this case um, was tremendous because uh, (laughs) Sarah's character, she said exactly that. She was like, yeah, I was just kind of a badass. I mean, I'll take what you got and I'll rebel against it. (laughs) I don't care. I'm tough. So when these guys are referring to Sarah, they're talking about Sarah Cole, who was one of the bad kids that Adrian met while at the Black Hawk Outreach Center. Sarah was the self-declared, as Cash said, queen of Black Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> she was kind of a bully, and she, she was always running around telling people she was going to kick their ass. She, had all the, she always made those empty threats. And she was a juggalette. So she was down to party, and she smelled like pee. Yeah. Just having fun. Yeah. She had wide pants. Mm-hmm. Wide pants. Adrian, when Adrian's dad talks about meeting Sarah, he said he only met her once, but he points at her pants. He's like, she had those pants, strange <laughs> iron knuckle pa- wide pants. <laughs> she met a really conservative guy who can't stop looking at the pants. He's like, oh, oh, oh. They were strange <laughs> pants, the ones with the belts and stuff. Yeah, and the snips. Yeah. I mean, snaps. I, snip, snaps. I know that that was like supposed to be innuendo for sex stuff, right? Like you're supposed to be able to strap somebody in or something. But I never really understood I think, why. I don't. I don't think that was. I mean, I don't know. I don't think that was the case at all. I think that's something that Catholic kids would come up with about it. Oh. Like it was. You could say it was inspired by bondage fashion because of the belts and, mm-hmm. and stuff on it. But no, I don't think because they. It's not like the belts came off the thing. Right. They essentially took Jinkos and yeah. bondage pants and mixed the two. They were like, <laughs> let's have these have a baby yeah parachute one pants time no bought a pair of pants like that because my mom would never put me in pants that fit me because she she always felt like if she bought a size that was let like one down for me that i it would will me to lose more weight right so i was always wearing pants that never fit right so i bought a pair of pants like that that fit really well and it just so happened that was the day that my mom decided to volunteer at the high school and i didn't know that she was volunteering Ugh. And I got in trouble. I got I got charged five hundred dollars from my mom for emotional distress. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, that's what it's like living with a lawyer in the family. That's great. <laughs> Did you pay? Yeah. I mean, I never paid money, but I'm pretty sure I probably like was grounded or something for a certain amount of time. Yeah. You also paid dearly in pant sizes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always wore like a size two too too small so it'd be like if i was like an xl she'd buy me a large and be like this is just so you're motivated and i'd be like well every year we do this and every year i'm not so (laughs) (laughs) well it all worked out yeah Yeah. i'm uh hey i haven't killed anyone yet so you know where where are all those where are all those juggalo pants now they're still around. Like I'm pretty sure they're making a slight comeback at Hot Topic or something with yeah. Gen Z. I think I think they were used to clear out that oil spill, weren't they? Nice. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so we don't know much about Sarah's past, except, you know, that she was a sixteen year old in a small town with a big attitude. This is my town. <laughs> But we do know that a good portion of her family lived nearby, which we'll see later. Although it seems that she was often left to her own devices. (laughs) I just wanted to clarify, I don't think that that has anything to do with, like, her parents or whoever leaving her alone has nothing to do with her killing somebody. That's just her problem, but... Yeah. 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 Anyway, during a smoke break at school, Sarah noticed the new girl, Adrian. Oh. For the first time. Who's that? Sarah was immediately attracted to Adrian and struck up a friendship with her. The girls did what any 16-year-old girls would do in 2005 and started passing notes. At first, they just asked simple questions to each other like, what kind of music do you like and what's your favorite color? 
And then the girls started kind of flirting. And they asked each other, what's the most you've ever done with a girl? Uh-huh. And Adrian asked Sarah stuff like, are you, are you bi or are you a straight lesbian? Which I thought was super great. <laughs> oh, the 2000s sexual identity where everyone everyone was bi and that therefore it just took bi people super long for them to actually go no it's a real thing guys it's a real it doesn't go away after high school or college it's a real thing <laughs> so they started oh uh, sorry so they became fast friends And the idea of dating hung in the air for both of them, but in my opinion, mostly for Sarah. Actually, it's not my opinion. That's just the fact. Yeah, Sarah had the hots. Sarah had the hots for Adrian. Yeah, hotsy-totsy. And uh, Adrian Adrian was (laughs) hotsy-notsy. That works on a couple of levels. Kind of. Uh, But... I also love how they kept saying, you know, she had that southern twang, and it was like, okay, great, but what else? Like, uh, also a draw. Yeah, yes, a draw. Oh, also a draw. Yeah, sorry, I forgot about that. <laughs> I mean, we can be friends, maybe more. We'll see. Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> well, most people around them agreed that Adrian wasn't much. My- was probably bi-curious, but mostly just wanted to make new friends. So now, integrated into Sarah's group, Adrian met two of her friends, Corey Gregory and Sean McKittrick. Adrian was fitting in, and her new friends started calling her Tex, or Texas. <laughs> Tex. Because <laughs> of her southern draw. Jesus. <laughs> Meanwhile, like, like Kevin, who's been there since day one, is like, "Y'all, I've been here since day one, and I'm from Texas. Why, why couldn't I get called Tex? You can't be here from day one and be from Texas, Kevin. God damn it! Poke <laughs> holes in my story. <laughs> You're also into sci-fi. Get out of here. <laughs> All right, Miss like, Horsey, with you. He's like, "Have y'all seen Fringe? <laughs> y'all, I swear it's it, good." It, it changes. It changes after the first season. The story complete, becomes a completely different story. All right, just pick, just keep going with it. Joshua Jackson's back. I love Fringe. I love it. So Adrian was pretty quickly gaining popularity as the pretty new girl. Then, in early December, Sarah invited Adrian to a house party. This was a house party. At the party house. Okay. The house party to end all house parties. Yeah, because the house party at the party house is at a house that is owned by a bunch of, or is rented by a bunch of teenagers that just know how to party. That's right. If you're not there, you better be dead or in jail. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Or Uh, Kevin. Yeah. Hey, y'all. Maybe we just, maybe we just put things back the way we found them. Right? Maybe leave a place nicer than where where you le- when you came in. That's what Iowa's saying, Texas. Get out of here. Get out, Kevin. <laughs> Get the fuck God out. God damn it, Kevin. All right, Joshua Jackson's a treasure. I'd say this is his defining character in Fringe. Not in... <laughs> not in that other stupid show that I'm not even going to name. Dawson's Creek? Mighty Ducks. Get out of here, Kevin! <laughs> so friends said I think actually Sarah's friend Sarah said this specifically is this the one with the the face yeah with the teeth the teeth I mean sorry in the reenactment this girl is is, she's one of the talkers of of what's happened she's an actual witness she's an actually thank you not a talker she's a witness and (laughs) her teeth are a lot to take in (laughs) and put out it's Moline, Illinois. Okay, it's not. It's not an e- exactly an easy time. Hey, Moline is amazing. I'm sure. I found her very attractive. I will say, I'm a sucker for false sense of uh, confidence, and she was <laughs> riddled with it. Like, She's I was riddled, like, riddled with something. You are a sucker for that. That is true. Yeah, I don't know what it. I think it's. I think it's like um, 
Electra complex or something, but I just am always like, ooh, you portray yourself as being super confident, but deep down you have riddled with insecurities. <laughs> Hello. How are you? <laughs> and meth. And meth. Okay. Yeah, oh, meth. Well, of course. I mean, I didn't want to slide off this chair. I wasn't going to mention meth. <laughs> I'm not talking about my dream girl, all right? <laughs> Oh my God, Laura, so, you got it. You're funny. You're the best. <laughs> so Sarah's friend Sarah told her, or told us, that Sarah told her that she invited Adrian there to see if she was going to be slutty. Because see if she was going to be what? Slutty. Uh huh. Because she was interested in Adrian, but she didn't want to hook up with her if she was slutty, and she had a feeling she was slutty. Mm. Oh. So she thought she was bi-curious, but instead, with what happened, it left her bi-furious. <laughs> you got that. So at the party, Adrian hooked up with a guy upstairs. Ugh. Ugh. So the hookup upset Sarah who then yelled at Adrian at the party. The next night, mm. the party continued, my dude. Fucking dude. Yeah, Day dude. two, what's Fuck up? Okay, yeah, what's up? It's only Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all, I bought some coasters. I thought I'd just leave them here. Get out, know. Kevin. Kevin, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> John Noble is a treasure. Kevin, I will kill you. <laughs> I have my dad's rifle in the truck. <laughs> all right, all right. I trust a man with a gun. Good. I'm from Texas. <laughs> no, you're not, Kevin. Get out. So day two of the party, night two, I should say, Adrian returned, this time alone. No Sarah. Yeah. Sarah came separate. And Adrian... Hooked up with another dude. Another dude. Another dude. So Sarah was livid. She pulled a knife on her in the <gasps> middle of the party and threatened her. The two argued for a little bit, and then Sarah stormed off. Then Sarah, her friend Sarah says she called her. And that Sarah was like, you need to go. Like, you either need to leave or, like, tell her to leave. But, like, this can't happen because, like, we can't have that happen. Yeah, it's day two. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's day two of the party house. Uh, yeah, I mean, I actually agree with the friend. I also oh, love yeah. that the friend was like, she never followed through. If she was like, if you don't do this, I'm going to beat your ass. Well, guess what? You wouldn't do it, and she wouldn't beat your ass. Just like, <laughs> I just love that that was her rationale for why. It's just like, I think you only need to kill somebody once for people to be like, oh, she followed through. <laughs> yeah. Sarah's doing her best. Sarah yeah. the friend, not Sarah Cole. Yeah. Maybe that was the night that Sarah the friend discovered meth. It was just then she didn't have to follow this is her. Sad. She's like, I swear to God, I will. And then that was her enjoying the rest of her yeah. years. Oh, so hot. Adrian, worried that she had lost her friend, called Sarah almost every day after that. And Sarah would either pick up the phone and yell at her or simply hang up. At school, whenever Adrian would try to approach Sarah, they would just end up arguing again. And Sarah would scream at Adrian, telling her to commit suicide and normally driving Adrian to tears. Oh, that's not good. Nope. It's not good. It's a bully. Yeah. Adrian kept trying and kept calling she kept sending letters, which, like, not sending letters, like, by post, but, like, probably, like, letters and lockers and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Dear Sarah, <laughs> why hast thou forsaken I? <laughs> Mayhaps we can reignite our flame once more at thine party house. <laughs> she probably would, like, leave it on her desk. And then Sarah would do that big show of like picking it up and throwing it in the trash without reading it. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's what a rebel does. Yeah. Yeah. 
The Black Hawk Queen. Queen of the Black Cocks. <laughs> but for the entire month of December, Sarah refused to talk to Adrian or make up with her. During this time, Adrian grew closer to Sarah's best friend, Corey Gregory. Corey was infatuated with Sarah. They had met at the mall, he said, about a year earlier. And at the mall, they ended up going outside to the back and smoking weed and had been best friends ever since. They hung out every day. And eventually, she even convinced him to transfer from his high school to hers. He loved Sarah. He loved her. He loved Sarah. He'd write her letters about it. And then I guess they kind of dated for like a minute, but then the relationship didn't really work out. So he clung to her as his best friend. His mom, it's kind of sad. His mom would later say that she felt Corey was convinced that if he just kept on holding on, that she would eventually change her mind and love him. That's how love works. You got to drag him down. <laughs> you grab that leg as they're walking away. You yeah. never let go. How do you never think I got? Go. How do you think I got starved? I That's just, it. I showed up and I chained myself to the <laughs> restaurant to her car and I said, "Either date me, or you're never seeing your car again." <laughs> Three years later, we're happy as can be. So nice. yeah. <laughs> Come December, as we know now, or I should say January, really, Corey and Adrian started talking and became friends, too. Oh. They made out a little bit. Oh. A couple of times. Oh. And Adrian confided in her stepmom that she was worried about telling Sarah about their friendship since she Sarah tended to be jealous. Mm-hmm. They both felt that they had to keep it under wraps. In mid-January, Corey ended up telling Sarah about the relationship over the phone. Corey, what are you doing? <laughs> still in Fear. love with uh, what's his face with what's her, with uh, Sarah. He's still in love with her. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, he's a teenager. He's a sixteen-year-old boy. You know. That's when you're at your smartest. He has nothing but love to give. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so furious, Sarah hung up on him. When Corey told his mom about it, I love that Corey's very open with his mom, I guess. She advises him that Sarah was not his girlfriend and she did not dictate who he could hang out with. He agreed, and the next day, but the next day, him and Sarah made up. But she was still furious with Adrian. She's cool with Corey again, but she's still super mad at Adrian. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, in girl logic, it makes total sense. It makes, yeah, she broke the girl code. I guess that's the same thing as the guy code. Yeah. Chicks before dicks. That's and dicks code. for the chicks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the code. <laughs> On Friday, January 21st, 2005, Sarah wrote this entry in her journal. Her journal, by the way, was a part of her required assignments for school. So she wrote this in her school journal. The entry read, Stupid bitch needs to back up off my Kool-Aid. <laughs> There's She's that going, juggalo coming in. Oh, Sorry. I missed that phrase, Kool-Aid. Get off my Kool-Aid, yeah. bro. I never heard it. Oh. You never heard it before? No. That's, <laughs> not like this. Yes. Not, not like my Kool-Aid. Okay, okay, keep going, sorry. She's going to give him a note. Yeah? Well, I'll fucking kill her. That's the end of the entry. I have a problem with this. <laughs> this is the dumbest thing. The d- I mean, I, Yeah, I, it's I, two teenage girls. It's a bull over a boy. I know, but don't say you're going to fucking kill her in a book. I mean... <laughs> in a book for school. For school! It's not even at your house. <laughs> you know like the teacher's like how's it going I'm gonna fucking kill her cool write it down <laughs> to be fair I feel like I wrote worse in my live journal yeah yeah but I mean that's not for school though no a guy at school one time at my high school got in trouble because we had a teacher named uh, well we had a married couple who were English teachers Mr. and Mrs. Seguin and they taught respective English classes 
and this kid took a class uh, with Mrs. Seguin, and she he wrote an, a paper, like a story, and he, she gave him a poor grade. And she said, you can turn it in, you can rewrite it and turn it in if you want. And so he rewrote the story as a Mrs. Penguin who gets murdered. <laughs> and like at the time i think she was pregnant and so yeah it was not good like he he had to switch classes he had to stay in mr seguin's class so it was like and then mr seguin was like not having it with him at all was like and this is mr seguin was like super nice to everyone and he did not give a shit about this he was like you do your work and you don't talk to me so it was really awkward <laughs> I really hope that the, the story was called Mrs. Penguin Who Gets Murdered. Yeah. <laughs> That's the title. Yeah, that would be funny. I forgot what it I think it was like something like Mrs. Penguin is like this dumb, boring penguin gets murdered or, or not gets murdered, but yeah, it was just like very is this dumb, boring, stupid lady who went to school for being a teacher and she should have went to school for being a butt. It's all on the front page. I think that was the thesis. By an axe in the face. And then her stupid husband, Mr. Penguin, can go suck a ball. Yeah. (laughs) That was pretty much. He's now a teacher. So. Oh. Yeah. That's Mm. fun. But yeah, I just, he was in my class and I just remember finding out about it. And oh, so funny. I I so wanted to read the story. I was really upset that we couldn't read it. Mm. I ate another gummy. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> Sarah would later testify that Adrian approached her at lunch that day and told her she was upset because she thought she didn't have any friends anymore. Aww. According to Sarah, she felt bad for Adrian and invited her to lunch. Huh. Sarah, Corey, Sean, who is now, by the way, Sarah's boyfriend, mm. not Corey. Oh, Sean. Yeah, Sean. Uh, and Adrian then drove in Sarah's car to Taco Bell. Hey! Sean would later testify that as he and Corey sat in the back seat, Sarah asked Adrian for a hug. When they went in for the hug, Sarah pulled Adrian's hair back and began whispering something in her ear. Adrian screamed, and Sean yelled at Sarah to stop, and that it wasn't right. Sarah snapped at him and told him that if he didn't like it, he could get out of the car. So Sean did. He got out and walked back to school. I'm guessing that when she pulled her hair back, she probably just told her what she wanted from Taco Bell. She's like, let me tell you something, you little bitch. Give me a fucking chalupa, and I want the double stuffed taco. Oh, the transcript! Shut up! Get some extra mild sauce. Today! Today, (laughs) bitch, today! (laughs) Terrible. Give me an apple pie. They don't have those here. They don't have those here, yeah. (laughs) Tell them to make one! That's when Sean was like, that's it! Yeah, you know like, they don't have apple pies okay. here, We've Sarah. Had this fight so many times. <laughs> I'm tired of you demanding things that don't exist. They oh. get to the full, they pull up to the front. And Kevin's working at the fucking Taco Bell. He's like, "Hey guys, what's up? Are we gonna hang out later today?" <laughs> Shut up, Kevin. <laughs> hey y'all. So Sean, this <laughs> guy, get out. <laughs> Sorry, my timing's a little I'm- off. I'm imagining Kevin McDonald, by the way, oh, as a little for kid. Sure. For sure. <laughs> Which is great. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That makes it very adorable. Hey. Hey. <laughs> what are you guys What's up? up? <laughs> so Sean leaves and the girls continue to argue. And Corey, who remained in the car, said he simply watched while smoking a cigarette. Sarah later said that she was triggered because she, was, she also confronted Adrian about rumors of wanting to steal her boyfriend, Sean. Adrian had replied that she thought that he was, quote, hot. And Sarah began screaming at her to stay away from both of her friends. It's at this point that what happened in the car next becomes blurry. Corey says the girls started fighting, 
and Adrian attempted to choke Sarah first. As the girls fought, they moved to the back seat. Adrian swung and hit Sarah in the nose, at which point Sarah picked up a stick she keeps in the car for protection. She climbed on top of, Sa of Adrian and pushed the stick against her throat, choking her. Corey says that at this point, he got out and climbed into the front seat. This is so stupid. All right, ladies, so you're gonna, you guys are obviously yes. having a minute, so I'm going to go in the front seat. I'm going to be the adult here and get in the driver's seat. <laughs> have, you, <laughs> have you guys ever seen, seen people fight in a car? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I think like nothing but little kids and in movies. Oh, yeah? yeah. <laughs> be like adults. No, no. <laughs> Real quick, I drove a, uh, for a while. And uh, one of my best rides I ever had, uh, I w it was like one of those, um, you know, group, group, group rides where, you know, two people get in and then another two people get in. And uh, these two couples got in and the girls <laughs> in these couples started fighting. For one was in the passenger oh, seat next to me and the other one was in the back. Hell yeah. And it was fucking awesome. It was great. It was one of the best times. What did the guys do? Huh? What did the guys do? Guys were just like, whoa, whoa. Well, actually, okay. <laughs> one guy was like, whoa. And the other guy was like, he was trying to hit on this girl the whole time. And it just wasn't working. Girl? Yeah. No, on the girl that he was with. Oh, okay. And it just wasn't working. She was like putting him down. So when the whole thing happened, he was just like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and I was driving. So I was like, oh, hey, come on, guys. Oh, shit. But in my mind, I'm just like, Yes. I want blood! <laughs> the girl in the back. The girl in the back. She has the advantage being in the back. Yeah, she definitely grabbed her hair, pulled her back there, yeah. like lifted her leg up and was like kneeing her in the face and stuff. It was brutal. Wow. Dropped them off in front of a bar and I was just like, dudes. All of them? Uh, no, the, the winners, <laughs> I drove them home. <laughs> the losers? Losers, I dropped off at the bar. Yeah, they're, they're, the, late, the girl was being a real, real piece of shit. But uh, yeah, it was great. Why'd they fight? Um, I guess, okay, so one of them, the one who was in the front was just being a real asshole, just talking down to these people in the back. She's like, I'm the queen of LA, and I fucking know what's <laughs> up, and blah, blah, blah. And the other girl in the back was just like, really? Where are you from? She's like, Boston. She's like, huh, interesting. I'm huh. from LA. <laughs> Shut the uh, fuck up. Uh, and then uh, it just uh. went, went from there. Nice. It was amazing. There, it there was, was amazing. no way that those two weren't going to leave without a fight. Um, yeah, a yeah. drunk it was... asshole from Boston and a, a even smarmier person from Los Angeles. Oh yeah, that's uh, yeah. It was definitely the the key for magic, and that's what I'm imagining here. So it's so a sight. Funny. And then yeah, just imagine one of them gets a stick. I would be like, "What's the stick for?" Man, you know what the stick's for. Oh. If ever you see a stick and anything, anybody that. Anybody's place that isn't a backyard, yep. you know what the stick is for. That's fun. <laughs> fun sticks. Yeah. Another tapestry in the confidence boost that it was my parents. Uh, my dad <laughs> My dad always said, never have a weapon because they'll just take it from you and use it to, to kill you. And I was always like, what? <laughs> oh my God. I was like, thanks, Dad. So I've never, like, I used to be really into knives because I'm a weirdo. So I would buy, like, pocket so knives. Weird. And my dad would always yeah. be like, they would take, they would stab you with that if you, if they, if they could. And I'm like, who are these random people who want to stab me? Um, and my dad's like, oh, so many. I can name, I can name a lot of people. So many. Uh, your, your dad's like, your dad's like, you're very stabbable. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many times I walk around going, oh, I wish I could stab her. Someone's yeah. gonna do it. Yeah. So, yeah. By they, I mean me. You can't have this around me. Yeah. Well, I did, and at one time, accidentally, the the thing that, like, the slider thing that, like, is, like, lets you open up the pocket watch got loose, and so it slid open, and I accidentally stabbed myself in the thigh. So after that, I was like, okay, no more pocket watches. Just gonna. It was you. You stabbed me. Yeah, you. I stabbed me. But yeah. So they, I've, they are you. Yeah, it's like memento. I am them. Yeah, so. I've never, I've never understood having a weapon because I've always just been deathly afraid that it could be used to kill me. It's just so, like, ugh. I'll use my hands. Well, well 
You need to have some confidence in yourself. You could always, you have a chance of stabbing them first. So. I, I feel like <laughs> odds are the one <laughs> only time I've ever been in a serious situation was I was at a El Pollo Loco, ironically, and it was being robbed. And this guy had a mask on. He had like a nylon mask on. He had a gun. And I was talking to my friend Rihanna and I kept trying to hang up and call 911 and I kept accidentally dialing her phone number. So that's that's as action packed as I've gotten and I fucked it up. So, no. <laughs> Two parts to this. I'm sure you were bothering Rihanna when she was playing a show. You shouldn't be calling her when she's yeah. doing that. Second, robbing the El Pollo Loco because they didn't serve the nachos yes. anymore. That was well, then why would they want to rob the Pollo Loco? They can't get the nachos. For the ingredients, for the ingredients Maria. For the, the ingredients. It seems to me they don't have the cheese anymore, sir. They- you know, you're right. There's a hole in this story. <laughs> All right, rework it. We'll figure it out. Okay. Hey, guys, we'll be right back. We're going to figure this out. Sarah says that after the initial hair pulling that happened, Adrian stopped fighting and curled up in the fetal position. Puss which prompted her to stop hitting Adrian as well because she said, quote, it made her feel small. It's not true. Fuck her. (laughs) She said it was Corey who then pulled Adrian into the back seat and held the stick against Adrian's neck, choking her. She's lying. I think she's lying. Yeah. An elderly couple later testified that they saw the girls begin fighting in the car, but figured it was typical teenage behavior and didn't think much of it. We saw them fighting. I wanted to stop them, but Harold said no. (laughs) This is more like, we saw them fighting. We didn't give a shit. We didn't care. We loved it. Well, I mean, it does look... If you see two two teenage girls fighting in a car, and the girls kind of look alike, you're going to think they're like sisters arguing or fighting or something. You're not going to probably think too much of it. I wouldn't stop a fight. Yeah. No. I, well, clearly you've proven that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On numerous occasions. Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't stop it because I'd be afraid they'd try and hurt me. <laughs> like... We don't stop it for the spectacle. Uh. <laughs> Pure spectacle. Yeah, I, I love pageantry. <laughs> <laughs> Throw some water on him. Let's get this party started. <laughs> That's why I bring glitter with me everywhere I go. If a fight breaks out, I'm just, ooh. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's, see what, let's see what happens here. Curiously, it's like it works like, you know, like a hormone that makes them even angrier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've never had glitter thrown on me where I thought, oh, now, now we're having a good time. <laughs> yeah, no, it always makes you angrier. Well, I was like, what the fuck? Glitter? I disagree. I love glitter. Yes, you do. I could have it on everything. And the only reason you don't is because of people like you. <laughs> if I could, I would make glitter illegal. That's true. No. Please. Uh. <laughs> uh, besides the elderly couple, it was also a cold January day, and the windows of the car would have fogged up while the girls argued inside forbidding anyone in the in the busy parking lot to notice anything going on in the car. Sarah claims she told Corey to stop, and then he hit her in the face with a stick. More than likely, Corey's version is true. He says that after Adrian went still, Sarah climbed into the front seat. He says they smoked a cigarette, assuming the girl had just passed out and would wake up soon. As the minutes passed, and Adrian turned to shades of blue, the kids began to panic. That sounds right. Yeah. Corey said he accepted the reality first. He remembers saying to Sarah, What's going on, Sarah? You killed her. And she's like, oh. And she's like, it's still, it's oh, all okay. him. <clears throat> yeah, go for it. And she's like, no, she's not dead. She's not dead. And it's like, man, she's dead, Sarah. What are we going to do? 
We've never been in trouble with the law. We don't know nothing about it. And then Sarah's like, you gotta hide the body. Help me hide the body. You gotta help me hide the body. <laughs> and you know, I was hesitant. But I told her, yeah, I'd help her out. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Good you. Corey reasoned that he loved Sarah and he didn't want to see her go to jail. So they drove, devising on a plan. About an hour later, on a rural road, they moved the body from the back seat to the trunk and then drove to Sarah's grandparents' farm in Alito, Illinois. They tried to bury the body on a remote, a remote part of the land, but the ground was too frozen. So they moved on to plan B. They decided to burn the body. Sarah said they made a total of five trips to that day, or Sarah said they made a total of five trips that day to the farm. When they encountered Sarah's grandfather, Brian Engel, and her cousin, John Engel, she told them she was showing Corey around at 6 p.m. with a shovel in January. <laughs> we, we don't know if she had the shovel, but she probably had something. I'm sure Brian was just like, okay, thank you. You have a good time. He's like, I fucking hate my He's like, daughter. Lock the door. <laughs> Your cousin is a piece of shit. Yeah. Honey, get my hidden stick. <laughs> <laughs> the Kolbs all have sticks. Yeah. <laughs> the Kolbs and the Ingles. <laughs> that sounds like some old Civil War shit. <laughs> <laughs> so at some point during their hourly farm visits, Corey and Sarah attempted to burn Adrian's body. They wrapped her body in a tarp doused her in gasoline. But, unlike in Game of Thrones, the body did not burn to ashes. Well, it's not green dragon fire flame. Clearly, they forgot that part. Yeah. Yeah. After waiting several hours for it to burn, two had to move on to plan C. It's too bad y'all didn't watch Fringe, because then you know that you can burn from the inside out. So, you know. Get the fuck out of here! Kevin, did you see? Did you see what's in the tarp? <laughs> That's you, Kevin. That's gonna be you next. Yeah, you're, you're next, next, Kevin. Get out. Give me some Taco Bell. Will you be my friend? No. Okay. <laughs> 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 so <laughs> they said, "Fuck Kevin," and they started talking about who else they could turn to for help. Huh. Sarah and Corey both testified that that's when they thought of creepy Nathan Goddard. Nathan was known as the kid around town who liked to torture and kill animals. So Was fascinated with blood and all those other bad signs. Ironically, there's that movie, We Need to Talk About Kevin, with Tilda yeah. Swinton. yeah. It's about a kid who he's all fucked up and a psychopath. Is that about Kevin? No, no, but th it would be about Nathan. <laughs> oh, oh shit! That's right, Kevin Nathan. Sorry. <laughs> Actually, Kevin's like we. I, was, I didn't. It's my fault. I didn't quite connect the dot there, but the That's thought right was there. there. Ever since, ever since I did the research, and I found it ironic that you guys used the name Kevin today. It yeah. Oh. Oh, my yeah. Maybe we should watch the fucking we Fringe. Should, maybe we should watch Fringe. Yeah. We sh you know what we should do? We should watch Bound, and then we should take a quick two-hour break, and then we should watch Fringe. <laughs> I think All this of is, Fringe. This is solid. <laughs> That's the next cinema. This is our week. All you know of what? Fringe for the next I'm gonna seven quit weeks. School. I'm going to quit school because this is Mark Martin. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Fringe! <laughs> So, they moved, or no, they didn't, sorry. <laughs> so, they called Nathan up before meeting up with him the next day. After asking him what he would do if he killed somebody, they told Nathan what happened. 
Nathan would later testify that as Sarah choked Adrian with the stick, Corey, taking Sarah's side in the matter, held Adrian down. That's what they told Nathan. Hmm. So Nathan, after hearing what happened, decided to help the two. They drove back to the farm where Nathan dismembered Adrian's remains using his grandfather's handsaw. They then buried the body parts in two parts of the local area, a nearby ravine, where they didn't really bury those. They threw them. And then they went to go grab a bite to eat, and then they buried the rest of the body several feet below a manhole. Now, me and Cash were talking about this. Makes sense, we don't understand what they mean when they say several feet below a manhole. Because as far as we know, all manholes lead to concrete sewers, right? Exactly. So how can you bury it below a manhole unless it leads to a dirt tunnel? Which maybe is a thing in the Midwest. It might be if it's a farm. Maybe it's a different, maybe a manhole means something else. Maybe it's... Maybe, yeah. but it wasn't, maybe, maybe it was somebody else's farm, but it wasn't... There, it wasn't the grandparents' farm. They said it was somewhere else. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I feel like it's just weird writing where it's just they just they dumped them in a manhole. Like that's what I feel like is what I took it to mean. Maybe. I'm that's looking at I different have... types of manholes, and they're all the same fucking thing. It makes no goddamn sense. Yeah, maybe it was that. I thought the same too, but I just noticed that it was. Worded the same in multiple things, so. Well, sure. if anybody has any uh, rural farm knowledge or manhole knowledge, let us know. Does a manhole mean something else? Please. Somewhere else, you know? <laughs> I mean, I, can, I know it could mean a few things. Yeah, it could mean a few things. We're talking more in the bearing of people category. That's oh, what okay. I'm talking about. I, yeah. <laughs> bury it in there. I didn't mean I like the butt, guys. I did. Sean. Remember Sean? Sean. Sean, Sarah's boyfriend? Yeah. Sean saw them both that Sunday night. He testified that Sarah broke up with him that night. Oh. Telling him that she had lost all respect for him because he told a neighbor about the Taco Bell incident. Well, now, it was stupid. It was stupid. But I wonder if, because it just says Taco Bell incident, and this me this may just be me being scandalous. But I wonder if like maybe Corey, like told him about it because he did talk to Corey the day before for like ten minutes. Mm. Um, but he doesn't mention that it was about the murder, which had just happened. I'm wondering if Corey told him about it, and then it was like in Bully, the movie Bully. Mm-hmm. Where then, like, the kids just can't help themselves and they, like, tell their yeah. friends and their neighbors about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's what happened. I'm sure it's not, actually. I'm I, just making it up. I don't know. I think they're all pretty. I mean, it's a stupid thing. They're all kids. That's the thing. They're kids at the height of home. Oh, hormones. yeah. They're all yeah. just stupid. I mean, he could have just said that he told somebody about the incident where he was, you know, he he walked out of the because he saw that they were starting to fight and he walked out of the, he got out of the car and walked away. So it could have just been that simple. That's most certainly, that's most certainly what he meant. But I choose not to believe Oh, that. you choose to yeah. believe that he told about the actual murder? I never claimed I was a journalist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an artist. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, I also like to go on record and say, um, I, I feel bad about myself a little bit right now because when right. when you said the Taco Bell incident and I was like, it's stupid. I was talking about the, the scenario nachos. that they ordered the apple pie <laughs> from there. And then when you were like, the murder, I was like, oh yeah, the murder. Not the apple pie. Aww. We made that up. <laughs> Why would you order an apple pie? Oh my in a god! Tub? It'd be disgusting. disgusting. I gotta be honest with you. I honestly feel like you would be the type of person where, if you were Sean, you and that ha- incident happened, you would find out that 
uh, Adrian was murdered and you would go, oh, well, that really trumps my apple pie story. But I'm going to tell it anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I totally would. I'd be like, dude, this whole thing is crazy. I was there. And sidebar, dude, she ordered a fucking apple pie at the Taco Bell. That's when I knew she was crazy. Yeah, that's when shit really popped off. I think that has something to do with it, dude. But what the hell? (laughs) Meanwhile, it's my mom who I'm talking to, and she's like, you got to yeah. stop calling me dude, honey. <laughs> Did you have that talk? I had the- my aunt had that talk with me. She's like, I'm not your dude. I'm your aunt. Oh, <laughs> I don't think yeah. I ever called my mom or dad dude. 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 Yeah. What's up, dude? Hey, bro. Corey went home to his parents both nights and immediately started acting jumpy. Mm-hmm. Adrian's parents had reported her missing the next day after she failed to come home that night or show show up to her job at Checkers the next day. Corey's the kind of jumpy that I feel like would give away the whole ball game where he's the kind of jumpy that like, uh, Barry did pie! Yeah. What? What? Said what? <laughs> yeah, yeah like exactly. And his mom's like, sweetie, wake up. <clears throat> Kill the woman! What? Huh? I'm, I'm not tired. I'm fine. <laughs> I was having a dream! I was having a dream! Her name is Adrian. What? Are you guys here? What? Are you guys here? Are you guys here? <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> Adrian, Adrian's parents started calling her friends, and they even talked to Sarah, who told them that she hadn't seen Adrian the day before and had dropped her off at a McDonald's after lunch, and hadn't seen her since. On Sunday, the police also contacted Sarah while she was at work at the movie theater. Her co-worker would later testify she was jumpy, and told her that she got in a fight with a girl, and then asked her if she thought that the police would be able to trace a body back to her car. It's a weird yeah. question to ask your coworker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she also later then clarified to that coworker, like unnecessarily. She was like, "But I dropped her. Like we got in the fight, and like I, I dropped her off. You know, like, it McDonald's. wasn't even in that big of a deal. Yeah, <clears throat> where you can get an apple pie. Yeah. All right. Well, but not a better one. No. no now better. I know your story is bullshit <laughs> because you cannot get an apple. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> On the phone, Sarah told the police that she didn't really like Adrian, but that she did see her that day, and they did go to lunch, and they did argue, but then she dropped her off at the McDonald's. I don't know what her thing with the McDonald's is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm a McDonald's, or she's like, Adrian yeah, was a McDonald's was- girl. And I, I'm a Taco Bell Pepsi girl, okay? And there's no changing that. I don't go there and order a Coke. (laughs) Baja Blast, all the way. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, I bet she definitely was like, it'll be more believable if it wasn't at a Taco Bell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) They know me there. Sarah must have told her parents something different than what she told the police because by Monday, she had lawyered up. Corey found out and lawyered up too. And then they were all questioned by the police. Corey pled guilty to the counts, but later tried to appeal his guilty plea. He was denied and was eventually sentenced to 40 years in prison. Upon questioning, Nathan confessed to helping dismember and bury the body. He got a plea bargain and was out on on parole by the time he was 18. Sarah pled not guilty and tried to blame it all on Corey. Her first trial resulted in a hung jury and the case was transferred to another county due to media coverage. There, she was found guilty and sentenced to 65 years. They each faced two counts of first-degree murder 
and one count of concealing a homicide. So, as for Nathan, by the way, Nathan died four years later in a car crash in Indiana. No shit. Yeah. You think Nathan would have ended up being like a serial killer or something? Yeah, I think he was well on his way. Yeah. I think so. Is if you see, (laughs) his picture doesn't help. There's a picture of him being carted off to prison after the Adrian Reynolds case, and he looks like a, a total drooling psychopath. Yeesh. Like not like not like a Patrick Bateman psychopath, but like vampire Sacramento psychopath where it's like, oh God, you're drooling. You're drooling right now. <laughs> you're drooling and talking. It's <laughs> fucking gross. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Four years later. Adrian's parents said they had like had no pleasure. Or found no pleasure in knowing that he had passed. And they only felt for the family. But the stepmom did point out that she thought it was ironic that they had to identify him with dental records when he had tried to hide parts of her body in the manhole to try to, like, uh, or he had, in the first place, dismembered her body to try to, like, discourage being able to find her by dental records. That's the story of uh, Sarah Kolb and her part in the murder of Adrian Reynolds. Wow. Damn. One last thing about the... Um... Taco Bell? No. <laughs> One last thing. Uh, no. No. One last thing about <laughs> the, uh, the TV adaptation of this story. That was really strange was at the end of the story where we are right now the person who played the actor of adrian i think it was even a separate actress honestly i think think it it might have been yeah um they had a voice voiceover actress for adrian yeah voiceover actress for adrian and at the end she was like well i guess that's my story and (laughs) she went on to regale us with her final thoughts and it's like dude it's Somebody weird. has died. It's a weird. It was yeah. a weird choice. the 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 crime The crime shows we have to watch all the time are they make some weird, bad choices, and this is one of them. They they have the dead person narrate their episode, but it's not the dead person. Yeah, it's a voice actor for the dead person, no. and it's not well, a good one. It was definitely like somebody they hired to pretend to do a Texas accent. Because it definitely, it definitely, at times, yeah. it definitely reminded me that they were like, when I move my thumb up, I want you to do more Texas. More, 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 more mm-hmm. Texas. Really Texas. But, draw, y'all. I'm thinking we know y'all. this person from sketch comedy. It's <laughs> somebody who we know who's just like, oh shit, yeah. dude. <laughs> Fuck, I, I made it. Yeah, they cast her in this, so now she will always believe she well, can do it's a just, sex Well, it's just—it's funny because <laughs> yeah. it's one of those things where you know we try and bring uh, comedy to the, these terrible situations, but I feel like Maria more than Cash and myself is really the heart and soul of this, where she's very like, "This is offensive. You guys should not be doing this." Uh, but in the show, that there are moments when I'm watching documentaries where I'm like, "Oh, that's wholly offensive." And I can't believe they thought this was a good idea. And like you said, that one of those moments was in this document in this series where she's like, "Well, my story's done, but their nightmare has just begun." And I was like, "What exactly?" Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then, and then, right afterwards, yes. her father talks about a poem that he wrote for her, and it's yeah. like this makes it worse. Yeah, that part's really sad and heartfelt. But that's like that's what it is. Is the producers are looking at these scripts and they're saying that's fine. Yeah, that's totally. I'd be totally fine with saying this if I were dead. This is my legacy. But I mean, could you? Be- <laughs> <laughs> Got to give it to Barry to jazz up the script. <laughs> Barry, give us some jazz. <laughs> All right. Okay, you guys. Any last thoughts? Uh, I have a final do. thought, if I may be so bold. I thought you already gave your final thought. No, 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 no. I was just talking about the 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 ending. (laughs) Okay, here's my final thought. And I like to do it, if I may, um, as the spirit of Adrian. Turn around, 
Well, I guess that's the end of my story. But my victims, I mean the people who killed me, their nightmare's just beginning. And also, one last message to the world out there. If you do go ha- happen to go to a Taco Bell, do yourself a favor. Don't order the apple pie. And I need you more than ever. <laughs> more than ever. God, <laughs> put it. <laughs> I'm glad I'm. Oh, no, no, get that. <laughs>